welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Jerry Lawler Show here on Podcast One. My name is Sean Reedy. Thank you so much for the download. You can uh, please feel free to subscribe, leave reviews, follow us on Twitter at Lawler Show. Follow my co-host at Jerry Lawler on Twitter as well. But uh, while we are recording this on New Year's Day, I think after the Raw ratings came in, it's fair to say today is Rusev Day. Yes, absolutely right. Uh, uh, I'm doing great, and I and I'm so excited because since the, you said it. Today is Rusev Day. It's not just the first day of 2020. It is Rusev Day. And the reason it's Rusev Day to us is because we have him here as our special guest on the podcast today. I'm so excited about it, especially, you know, coming off of last Monday. And uh, uh, I guess, Rusev, we could call you the wedding crasher from now on, right? Oh, no. I was specially invited, Jerry. First of all, thank you. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy Rusev Day. It's right. going to be the best year yet for everybody because it's officially Rusev year. Rusev year. That's great. That's good. <laughs> you know, you got to well, aim high. You know. Sure. Uh, absolutely. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, I, I was just uh, telling Sean before we went on the uh, podcast here. I spent last night at uh, – it was a great night in Memphis at my at my club down on Beale Street. Man, it was jam-packed. So many people there. Of course, we had the, uh, we had the Liberty Bowl football game in town earlier uh, yesterday, and so all the fans, all the Navy fans were there down on Beale Street, and all the fans from up around Kansas City and, and uh, K-State fans were there, so it was it was just plat- packed, and, and everybody was having a great time, so I didn't get home until fairly late, and actually woke up probably about an hour ago, <laughs> around noon today, but how about you, Rusev? How did you celebrate? What did you do on New Year's? How did, how did you celebrate last night? I'm sure it was something big. Uh, yeah, yeah. Rusev years are always huge. The problem was the night before that, uh, you know, I had this uh, event that I had to uh, partake. It was a yes. wedding on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I don't know if everybody saw it, but I was quite messy uh, at the end of the night, full of cake. <laughs> and uh, it took me to about 4 a.m. on the 31st. Uh, to get all the cake out of all kinds of body parts that I cannot oh. mention. <laughs> oh, good. Um, so by the time I got to the hotel, it was 5 a.m. My flight was at 6, so there was no sleep the night before. And uh, last night at 10 p.m., I cracked. I cracked. I just couldn't stand up anymore, so uh, I fell asleep at 10. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So you weren't even – you were you were sound asleep at the moment that uh, Rusev, Rusev year – Came upon us, right? Yes, I did. But today I woke up. I'm refreshed. I'm regenerated. No more cake anywhere. I am good to go, sir. And I'm all yours. Have you had time today to really think back and sort of contemplate what all went on at uh, Anna's and Lashley's wedding? And and I got a, I got a million questions to ask you. But what were your what were the the first thought that you had about it when you woke up uh, today? Well, always the first thing that I do when I wake up is uh, thank Jesus for today. So this is just something that I do. But then from then on, I sat down and started reflecting of everything that happened, not just, you know, last Monday, but the whole year and what a crazy ride has been. And just to conclude the year and the decade, if you will, with a classic WWE wedding and uh, with a special guest, uh, Rusev, coming out of a cake. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was, you know, Jerry, it was, I, I couldn't say how amazing this whole experience was. The only down part was I was in that cake for th- about 30 minutes, you know, because <laughs> I wanted to surprise everybody. And I kind of 
rid myself because as soon as I got in, five <laughs> minutes later, I was drenched in sweat. You have no idea how hot that cake was. I can imagine. Uh, when did you actually get in the cake? I mean, I saw I saw the cake earlier in the day, and I saw a lady, a little a lady that was like a little baker lady. She was actually putting frosty, putting the little the little flowers all around the top of the cake and everything. And I, and I could tell, of course, too, I could see that it was like a a wooden cake and how big it was. But but well, and say how big it was. It looked big, but I would have never dreamed that it was big enough for you to get inside that cake. How did you do that? And and when did you get inside it? Well, that happened because I have lost 60 pounds since my debut in WWE. But it was back to the, it was, if I was back to 310, it would have been impossible to fit in that cake. So call it a fate, call it whatever you want. But during the career, I have lost 60 pounds. So now I was able to fit in. It was a huge surprise. But I was, when, I, when I was able to get in, it was a, it's a tricky question because the lady that you're talking about, she was, the, she was a, a huge Rusev Day fan. Oh, really? uh, so thanks to her and her uh, little helpers, you know, they were able to sneak me in when the time was right. So that's what happens when you're a Rusev Day fan, when you're a believer, and when you want to stand tall with us. You know, that's what happens. We find ways to help each other. Right. Carrying on through the day. You know, there was a commercial break, and during the commercial break, that's when they sort of set up the wedding uh, the set for the wedding there in the ring, they put the carpet down and, and they put up the, the little, uh, you know, the, I don't know where the flowers were going to be and where the preacher was going to stand and all that sort. And they set the chairs up on the stage, but I never saw the cake being put in the ring. How on earth did they get the cake in the ring? And were you already inside the cake when they put it in the ring? The cake was in two parts, so because it was so huge. I mean, obviously, right. it's the greatest wedding of WWE because Lana is involved. Lana loves her, obviously. She loves yeah. everything about her, and it's always about her, so there's no way anybody's going to have a bigger cake than Lana. So, of course, she had to. But that that backfired for her because was it a regular cake? Well, I couldn't be, I wouldn't be able to pop out of the cake. But Lana, <laughs> and Lana being all about her, wanted the hugest cake, and I know Lana. And I knew that's going to be her first move. And it was just a no-brainer. I had to do it. Okay. But were you in the cake when they put the cake in the ring? Was that then, a bit of WWE magic that, that I didn't even, that even fooled me and I didn't even see how it happened? And, and maybe it's I'm, like a magic trick. If you tell me, I'm it'll magician, Chris Angel or any classical magician would never reveal their tricks. <laughs> okay. Because, right. they, I mean, knowing Lana, there you go. it always goes back to Lana. Because knowing Lana... In, in six months, she will find somebody else to marry, and she will have another wedding. <laughs> and what am I, I'm not just going to stand by, obviously, and, and allow that to happen. And I can't expose all my sources because she's, got, she's very thorough. She, she's like a ninja. She's an investigator. She's a oh, secret bro. service agent. She will find anything yeah. possible. Then she will find out what I know. And I, I'm sorry, Jerry, I cannot reveal all my sources. Well, okay, I understand. And I understand what you're talking about, about a, a female being like an investigator. I don't, I don't think Lana's by herself when you come, when that comes to female investigators. They're, they're yeah, I think yeah, most I, of them like that. But I me, speak only for one that I know. <laughs> but Jerry, you've never been divorced, so you don't know any of me. So. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I'm afraid I I'm afraid I have more than once. And that's and, and that's what I've said many times and, and you will probably find this out before it's over. You never really know a woman until you meet her in court. 
And then you really know her. But listen, let's talk a little bit about because I had so much fun calling the wedding. I'm sure you guys, you, you couldn't hear what we were saying. You could just hear, of course, mostly all you could hear was Lana screaming. But um, <laughs> the, the wedding itself, I was I was just I was just blown away by. Uh, you know what went on. I don't know where they got. I don't know where they got the preacher, but I don't know if you had seen him before you came out of the cake. But he looked amazingly like Bill Belichick, the uh, head coach of the New England oh. Patriots. And so I, <laughs> I couldn't help but mention the fact that this guy looked like Bill Belichick. But then when he started talking, he sounded like the uh, person that did the wedding uh, in the movie The Princess Bride. Uh, oh, they, uh, one of my favorite movies. Oh, I know it. Well, you remember when the guy was performing the wedding ceremony and the prince said, hurry up, hurry up. And the guy said, we are here for this marriage. We are marriage. <laughs> it's a sick, Well, that's the, that's the same thing this preacher said. He said marriage. Wow. And all of a sudden, wow. listen, Vince, Vince McMahon was in my ear and even Vince said, did he just say marriage? <laughs> <laughs> like, I said, yeah. <laughs> he said, Princess Bride, Princess Bride. He said, tell him he's no, uh, oh, it was not the, not the guy from that, that, that guy with the, that guy was from, uh, that comedy troupe. But he said, Vincent, right. tell him he's no Billy Crystal. <laughs> because of course, Billy Crystal was in Princess Bride too. But, yeah. We were having so much fun with that, with the preacher during the thing. Did, had you seen him earlier in the day? Was that the first time you saw him? Or, uh, did you did you see the similarity of him and Bill Belichick? Uh, I did see the the similarities, and the only reason why I know the, the Bill Belichick is one, you know, he is a great football coach, right? But also, you know, and I hate just talking about Lana, but her father is a huge New England Patriots coach. So for years, I had to listen to him about oh. Bill Belichick. <laughs> The bride may have had something to do with finding this uh, this coach pastor or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. And her father is also a pastor, so I'm sure there's a connection there. Oh, the there's some kind of connection. Right. Yeah, but then I, again, I'm telling you, the investigator that she is, she did something. <laughs> Sean, you had a question. What was? I was say? just gonna. I thought I remember reading once that you are a fellow New York Jets fan that would hate Bill Belichick like me. Is that correct? Yes, I am. I was, I am a huge Rex Ryan fan. So I'm not, I wasn't a big football guy. And I watched HBO um, Hard Knocks when the Jets were there and oh, yeah. uh, Bill Belichick was a coach. And he, I was laughing so hard <laughs> that he just instantly, like, I gravitated towards him. So I didn't care about football at all. But I was like, I'm going to watch that guy because he just entertains me. So I followed them. Then I became a Bills fan. And then after he retired from the Bills, I, I'm just gone. I did not have a NFL team. So I just watch him on ESPN or whatever he is. So he just still makes, you know, he just he still makes me laugh all the time. He's amazing. Well, let me, let me That's the only you, reason why. I understand you don't have a team. Let me just give you a piece of advice. Don't pick up the Cleveland Browns as your team because, they, oh, my gosh, it's been a long-suffering. We'll, we, you and I, Sean, will talk a little bit about that later, but what a week it's been for them. But anyway, all right, back to the wedding. We we couldn't help but just laugh at so many things that went on. Of course, like you said, and, and the, the, oh, my gosh, the, um, the vows. I guess she wrote her own vows, and then when it came time for Bobby to recite his vows, she had written the same vows for Bobby that she had had for herself. Was that right? What? Does this surprise you? Knowing how she is, she tried to do this to me. She tried to she, she trying to write my vows in my our Malibu wedding. 
But I said, no, 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 ma'am. I, I'm a man enough to write my own vows. I don't need any help. I don't need nothing. She still tried. What if you say this? I'm like, no, I don't say what I, I want to express my feelings that I had at that time. But she's a control freak, man. That's what she does. And poor, I sometimes I feel bad about Bobby, but I said it before. The biggest punishment I can give to Bobby is actually allowing him to get married to Lana. <laughs> and I wasn't joking. Also, let's talk about the fact how Lana looked like Simba from The Lion King. <laughs> After Bobby's makeup went all over her face. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing harder now than I was, but I was, I was laughing. I couldn't control it. I was laughing so much. I think what happened, <laughs> they, they tried, I guess they did the makeup on Bobby, and the, apparently they tried to draw some eyebrows on Bobby. I don't know if you've noticed, but Bobby Lashley, it's no big deal, but he has no eyebrows. And so they tried to draw some on him, and the first time Bobby and Lana kissed, all the all the eyebrow makeup went on Lana. Oh my gosh, it was just hilarious. And even and I almost, almost had a line. I could say it here, but I couldn't say it on the air. But Bobby realized it when he came back from the kiss. He looked at her. <laughs> he, he leaned over and he like had to <laughs> flick some of it off her chin. He said, "Here, let me wipe your chin." <laughs> <laughs> I started to say, no, that comes later on in the honeymoon. But I didn't say that. Uh, but I want <laughs> Wow. We as men, we're pretty used to like every, I believe that every time I wear a white shirt, there'll be makeup by the end of the day because oh, of, sure. you know, wife, women or whatever. But that's the first time I see a woman with her makeup, you know, <laughs> that it was transferred from a man. And it was a sight to see. I, I must say, like I was thoroughly impressed by the amount of that thing. You know, it's not just, oh, a little bit of lipstick here, a little bit. No, her middle of her whole face, top to yeah. bottom, was dark. And I was just <laughs> loving it. Oh, my gosh. That, that, was, that was probably the funniest part. But, I mean, there was so much. Uh, and just uh, and then at the end, after the cake got all in, in, in uh, Lana's face, what I've never seen a look like on her face like that. Ever have you have you ever seen that look on her face before? Well, yeah, uh, three years ago we had a wedding, our wedding on Monday Night Raw, that Roman Reigns back then came and uh, interrupted it. So this is uh, not the first time that she, uh, that uh, Lana went wedding cake. cake on her face. <laughs> oh, God. But thankfully this time was not red because last three years ago it was red and oh right. boy, I had to witness her trying to take that thing off, and it was almost near impossible and now thankfully it was only white so it wasn't as bad but i'm pretty sure that her wedding dress was that cost probably fifty thousand dollars is ruined so at the end of the day we the wwe the wwe universe won yes you're right about that but what about all the things that went on during the wedding i guess lana had an ex-husband show up yeah bobby had an ex-wife show up did you know any of that was going to happen no, I'm just sitting in the cake. I'm like, all right, I'm 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 right about to come out. I'm like, you know, now speak now or forever, whatever. I'm like, this is my opportunity. I almost came out, and then this this guy, 140 pounds, would <laughs> come down and claim he was the husband. Of, I'm like, what? Who are you? <laughs> I almost I almost got out of the cake to beat him up before I beat a Bob. Right. She never told me that. I never knew. Like, what are these guys doing? And then all of a sudden, the lady came, comes out. The lady oh, comes boy. out, right? And well, what mm-hmm. did you think? What did you think when Liv came out? 
Turk came down. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, boy. I just, so I, I knew Liv. I knew Liv. We celebrated a couple of New Year's together. Me, Lana, Liv. We went to Disneyland together. You know, I've seen them go, you know, but I don't know. Women go to the bathroom <laughs> together. I don't know what's going on. I'm not saying anything happened, but I'm not saying nothing didn't. I don't know. I don't know. At this point, I don't so, know my wife. So That's you were fun. so you were around Lana and Liv being close friends and didn't even know anything was going on. Well, I'm not saying that there was something going on, but it right. could have been. But you didn't I know. know. I, I can't confirm or deny, but I know the past two New Year's Eve we spent them together. And oh. I have pictures that I have. We went to Disneyland, went to another party, and I knew nothing about that. Wow. Well, I mean, the, and the, then that that didn't go as planned either, I don't think, because I was in shock. I thought, of course, that Liv was coming down, and it, it made me think that she was coming down, and she had had some sort of past romantic, uh, you know, experience with Bobby Lashley. And right. and I and I kept looking at Lashley's expression on his face, and he's like, I don't even, you know, I don't know this girl. I've never done anything with this girl. But then when she, you know, when she exposed Lana, oh my gosh, the expression on Lana's face. But I don't know what Lana was thinking. She attacked Liv. I mean, it was it was. I guess it was like like she, she was upset with Liv for coming down and ruining the ruining the wedding or what? I don't know what happened there. Yeah, well, I saw the footage that I was watching. Lana had like real tears coming down, so she was really. Yeah. You can tell that she was emotionally hurt. That's why just watching it back kind of threw me off because like, whoa, maybe this thing was real. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so I was really thrown off. But the expression of Bob Lashley's face during the whole thing was a comedy stand-up show by itself. <laughs> he was so clueless about anything and everything that I was just amazed by it. So I can just watch Bob's face this whole time, and I'll be happy with the segment. <laughs> right. Stick around. We've got more to come on The Jerry Lawler Show. Jordan here. I know a lot of you create your own podcasts, and a lot of you already have one like me. I obviously love what I do. It's taken a lot of hard work to get to this point of success. You shouldn't have to pay fees for platform hosting, distribution, analytics, or fees to create a podcast. You need to be able to focus on producing the best show possible. Now, Podcast One, that's the network I'm on, they have Launchpad Digital Media, or Launchpad DM for short. So it's free, includes unlimited hosting, full control of distribution. You have access to a full dashboard with analytics. Again, totally free. You own everything, by the way. You own your content, you own your subscribers, no tricky stuff there. And you get your own show page on launchpaddm.com for people to listen to and subscribe to your show. It's the only hosting platform brought to you by the leading network, Podcast One. Podcast One will promote the site, drive people to discover your podcast, and if your show grows... You could even be invited to join Podcast One's all-star roster, which includes people like Adam Carolla, Caitlin Bristow, Shaq, Lady Gang, and of course, me, Jordan Harbinger, I'm there too. You also get access to their production and sales support. So with all this completely free, don't use other hosting platforms. Why would you need to? Learn more or sign up now at launchpaddm.com. And don't forget to check out the Jordan Harbinger Show. All hail the king. It's the Jerry Lawler Show. What did you think? Where do you think we're going to go from here? Uh, I can only imagine where can we go from here, but I can only <laughs> see for the past. And it's been such a it's such a thrill ride, Jay. And you're right; like people hate it, people love it. You can, but there's with the power of social media, the people like 
started to now it's it's almost like I want to be a cool guy and cheer against WWE. You can put the greatest segment in the history, but there will be these three percent people that are gonna go ahead and bash it. And hey, you have your right. Go ahead and express it. I'm not gonna judge you for it. There's some people that want to see three hours of power bombs. And hey, <laughs> kudos to you. I mean, if that's what you're into. Go ahead and find what works for you. But we are a broad company. We are entertainment. It's not about power bombs. It's not about arm drags. It's about entertaining millions and millions of people week in and week out. Right? Am I? That's not crazy. To say. Exactly. So, right. Let me interject. I'm I'm looking at the YouTube channel and it's currently at 3.4 million views. And then the part with Lana after the air uh, is at 2.4 million. So yeah, it's connecting with somebody. Oh, absolutely. And the rating yeah, was great this week. I think it was up like 40 percent from last week. Yeah, it's because it proves that this works. Like, and it started such a long, long time ago. And it started from something comp- with Maria Canellis. He started yeah, there and right, the way right. that everything evolved and developed, but this is putting time and thought and everything into it. It's not just, Hey, let's do it now. Let's finish it tomorrow. No, it takes time. People We just sit back, relax and enjoy it. Don't exactly. just bash everything. But also we have people that they saw the final episode of game of Thrones and they want to connect enough votes to change that. But I want to issue a challenge to the WWE universe and everybody out there just in general. When you want to put something negative, go ahead, do it. But follow up with 10 positives. About It doesn't have to be about this, but something good. So you can all utilize social media, not just in a negative way, not just to express frustration, but also positive vibes. Let's do that. Because why, why don't everybody want to be more positive? We should all be more positive. It's so much more fun than being yeah. sour. Exactly. And that goes that goes double for wrestling fans. It seems like the wrestling fans are out there, just a ton of them are out there just looking for something that they can say they don't like about it. But you're right. They don't they, they don't take the time to talk about what they do like. The live crowd right. looked at too, Jerry. For some reason, they kept chanting for you. I don't know why. Well, you know what? They were they were chanting Jerry a lot. And every and when they did, a lot of people would look back at me. But I think they were chanting Jerry because of it reminded them of the Jerry Springer show. Yeah. That was, you know, that was sort of like an episode of the Jerry Springer show that was unfolding right there before their eyes. And, and that's what I thought they were chanting Jerry for. But we don't and know then, that because, Jerry, let's be honest, you've been involved into this just as much as we all have. You were <laughs> in the middle like four or five times with us. So you are a fourth person, Jerry. Well, uh, oh, wait a minute. Are you talking about having a four-way or something? Wait a minute here. No, no, no. I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about you're the fourth person involved in this, in, in this angle. Right. You were so, and you helped me out, too. You gave me some great lines that I cannot deny. I had to use them because because you're Jerry King and you know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, well, some of those great lines. That, uh, well, I don't. I only remember kind of giving you one, but that was that was a, a real life experience that came of it. Was that at the time when uh, when Lana was telling you, "You will never, you will never ever find somebody like me again," and I gave you the line to say. I don't want you. Why would I want somebody like you? <laughs> that, was, that was a real line that happened in my life one time. So that's oh, where that really came did. Yeah. Oh, boy. In Bulgaria, they say, ask the experience, don't ask the age. You know, and you've been there. You've been through it all, so you know better than, you know, because you're a handsome-looking guy at the age of 40. So you have, you. you know, many more years to go. 
many more years, but only one more wife, I hope. Not anymore. I've, I've already had three. I don't need, I don't need more than four. <laughs> I want to throw a shout out to the bow tie. Was that your idea to to dress up for the occasion with the bow tie? Oh well, of course. It's it's, it's a wedding. I have to be dressed appropriately. <laughs> and I went back and I saw Vince earlier, and he saw me, and I'm like, "What do you think? You like it?" He just <laughs> just opened his arms like, "Well, of course I like it." <laughs> yeah. Here's something a lot of people don't realize too. I'll give this little bit of backstage uh, info about this. This this thing was so good and was going to be so highly anticipated by everybody backstage, especially. Vince had some really important meetings. He, he doesn't do this often, but lately, I think with the upcoming XFL about to start and all that sort of stuff, Vince has been, been torn in so many different directions, and he is he's missed several Raws, and he's missed several SmackDowns in the, in the past few weeks, and he actually left... Hartford, Connecticut at two o'clock in the afternoon and everybody thought he was gone. That Vince has his own office there and they, he, he told everybody he had to leave at two o'clock. He left, the limousines took him out. We even went from the talent relations. I dress in the talent relations office with Mark Carano and these guys. And so we moved the talent relations office into Vince's office. Uh, so we moved all our stuff over into this bigger, nicer office where we had more room and we're all sitting back there and about, I don't know, about five, 30. No. Yeah, it's about 530 or so. Somebody comes in and says, hey, Vince is on his way back. He doesn't want to miss the wedding. So he came off <laughs> and all of a sudden we're in the back. We're still grabbing up all our stuff, getting it. We had to put his office back in our bag together. So, they, so he wouldn't know that we'd stole his office from him. And so uh, then. But yeah, Vince came back and just just to make sure that he was there for the wedding. So it was great. Yeah, it was, I heard that too. I, I didn't know if it was a rumor or not, but I mean, that speaks volumes. I think uh, he's a big fan of weddings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I think he is as well. Have you heard from Lana? What was what was her reactions? Did you see or talk to her or anything right after? Or, or what's what's been her uh, oh, demeanor no, since I'm, that? I'm trying to stay clear because she was shoot hot. She was shoot hot because watching the tape back, there were some real punches and slaps and pulling of hair going on. You oh, know, yeah. and I'm not talking about it was like real, real. It was like oh boy. So uh, you know, I don't want to be anywhere near her. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost feel, and, and and you said probably rightfully so, I almost feel sorry for Bobby Lashley in this whole thing because he I mean, he may be every week getting a little more and more feel about what he's gotten himself into. Yeah. <laughs> Around Lana. Actually, after the show was over, Bobby and I, he gave me a ride to the airport. It was like I oh. had the I had the real early flight. I had a five thirty in the morning flight, and you know we didn't even get out of the out of the arena there until like twelve or twelve thirty, something like that. And so I just decided to go on to the airport. I thought in Hartford that there would be you know oh you know something a Dunkin' Donuts or something open, and you know some some place to get some food and just hang out for a couple hours. Anyway, so Bobby Lashley gave me a ride to the airport, and we talked a little bit about what was going on. And actually, I. I even felt more sorry for him after the wedding than I did before. <laughs> I think he's in a total state of confusion about what is what is going on now. But anyway, he dropped me off at the airport, and then he drove off back to his hotel or whatever. And then all of a sudden, I realized Hartford Airport closes completely up at uh, about midnight. And so oh, there no. was all of a sudden, yeah, I was just stuck in the airport for almost four hours, sitting down on a little chair while this guy come, kept coming by in front of me trying to clean the carpet. 
And there was no, you couldn't even, there was nothing, you couldn't even get a soft drink. I couldn't even get a Diet Coke or anything in there. Oh, so I no. Just, yeah, it was a rough night for me as well. But not as rough I as I would have come to the rescue, Jerry, if I knew, but I was still at the arena, as I said, until 4 a.m. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I feel bad for you. You know, the cool thing, I don't know how, how much fans out there think about it, but you know, Rusev, and I know, I mean, we, we get there on Monday night, we get there on Mondays, and all of a sudden, some people have gotten together and say, well, hey, what about this? What about that? So, you know, we don't, we, nobody really knows what's going to happen next with this thing. And so, oh, uh, no. I mean, th- and that's that's what's the cool thing about it, actually. Yeah. People ask all the time, as you were saying, but we don't find out what we're doing until sometimes an hour before the show. Sometimes it's so crazy that it keeps changing and changing and changing and changing. It's like, what are we doing? I'm about to go out. <laughs> oh, exactly. So, and sometimes things, so you're right, things say, will change while things will change while the show is still going on. Oh, so yeah, that, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, but that's the beauty of a live audience. And that's the beauty of WWE, that anything can happen at any time. Yeah. Even if you have something scheduled or something, anything can pop up. I mean, you have The Rock coming back. You have all these guys showing up. You never know what's going to happen at the end of the day. You know, knowing <laughs> Lana next week, she may want to redo of the wedding. <laughs> Who knew? Who knows? I've been thinking about what could happen next as well. I wouldn't mind overseeing a wedding between Lana and Liv. Would you? That would- uh, well, uh, Jerry, <laughs> I, so, but you know what? To this point, I don't think that she got married to Bob. I think I stopped that. They never said, I do, I do. I know. I was gonna. Say, I was gonna say that. I didn't know whether to say it while you're still on here. But no, I think they it, did ever get to say I do to each, each yeah. other. So technically, I did what I said I'm gonna do. Well, I didn't say it because it was a secret. But my <laughs> intention was not to allow them to get married. And success. It we're, worked. We're going into the new year successful. That's right. Rusev Day has a brand new shirt. I don't know if you saw it. It was part of my wedding attire. It says, I crush it every day on Rooster Day. It's nice orange and good colors. If anybody wants to, you know, it's still, if you're rushing to January 6th, it's Christmas, you can still buy a present. If not, you can just buy something for yourself. Why not? Is that available on WWEshop.com or whatever? Yeah, it just Shop came out. The day I wore it, it came out. Rusev, I just want to ask you, you know, it's it's amazing to me how there's five hours of content a week and there's so many things that they try to get over that, you know, sometimes don't get over and you never know what's going to work. And of all things, Rusev Day has just, it just, it's just connected. Like, uh, do you have any explanation or thoughts about how that's just been such a thing that has worked so well for your career? Uh, I think it was just the people and that's as, as honest as that can be. I think the people started Rusev Day. I came back after injury and, you know, Cena beat me, then, uh, then Randy beat me. And I feel like people were just fed up. I think they were all like, honestly, I think they were fed up of me just being beat after be for I for four years or three years I never won a pay-per-view match and I feel like they were just tired of this and and Rusev Day was never had any intentions for anything it was just supposed to be like one-off we're gonna do hey it's Rusev Day I win and you know that was it but then it just the people started I said a couple more times just casually and just people took it and I feel like he also helped working with the New Day and having entertaining backstages and also 
allowing me to be me. And I always like Hogan. I was the biggest fan of Hogan. He's the one that made me start watching wrestling. But Kurt Angle is the guy that I always wanted to uh, inspire my career. So because outside the ring, he was so funny. He was just entertaining. But inside the ring, boy, he's the best worker. He will tear you apart. You will do anything and everything. And uh, that's why I wanted to, because that's me. I, that's how I always been. It. I just wanted to be me and being able to show that it connected with the people. Well, it certainly, it has certainly worked. And uh, heck, you know, you've been the, you've been in the main event segment for, I don't know how many weeks now on Raw. And that's, and like, like uh, Sean just said, biggest rating in a long, long time last Monday night. And, and you're a big part of it. That's great. Yeah. And I heard people, you know, we had the same, uh, uh, SmackDown had a live event in the Staples Center. And uh, I had people there that everybody at the Staples Center wanted to see the wedding. <laughs> oh, 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 wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that speaks, that speaks a lot. And I'm very grateful for every, each and every fan out there. Whether you have a shirt or not, I don't really care. But thank you. I want to thank everybody from the bottom of my heart that everybody hates Rana so much and uh, everybody loves me so much. <laughs> well, that is right. That is true. I mean, who knew when you began a few months ago or the beginning of the year, who knew that Lana is going to be the most hated person in WWE in the end of 2019, beginning of 2020? Yeah, nobody knew. I mean, I remember when you, of course, when, you know, when, when she was introducing you and just being in your corner during the matches and everything, I mean, you were the most despised person. And I think, I think there was sort of a, I don't know if, I don't know if the fans felt sorry for her, but I mean, there was a feeling where they really liked Lana at the time. I think they liked Lana and didn't like you. And now, man, how the tables have turned. They despise her. They just can't stand her. Yeah. Yeah, they love her. And especially at the end with the Cena thing. And, you know, they love her. They, we won Lana Chance. It was the first, the hugest yeah. thing in, in, yeah. in WWE. And then, you know, just the way that things turned. Even to begin, even before we debuted, we were not even sure we were going to be together. That's the other thing. Like, Vince was very, like, doubtful about it. He's like, I don't know. And uh, it's just, but everything was meant to be. Again, everything is, every prayer and everything that we've done and, and what is it called? Manifested. Everything has just happened. Just yeah. Everything is for a reason. We've had fun with this, but she was just fantastic, you know, telling the crowd that it's Lana Day, Lana Day, L-A-N-A, and just she has done right. a, uh, a fantastic job just riling people up. And I, I was reading something about Lashley getting threats sent to him, which I do not uh, encourage, but it tells <laughs> me that, you know, things are connecting with some people in some ways, and it's it's all working yeah. out great. Yeah, I heard that Lana, she had a few phone calls. I know that Mark Corona called Lana and told her about the threats as well, so she had him as well. He had to call her with an FBI agent or something like that. Wow. Oh, really? You guys have just done so good with this, and, and I'm so proud of both of you and, and Bobby Lashley as well. It's just it's it's been one of the most fun things to be involved with and especially since i've been back uh you know doing doing commentary on raw it's been it's been really really fun thank you king that means a lot i you've seen it all you've done it all and you're a true legend and i'm really honestly i'm really uh inspired and very humbled by your words oh well thank you so much all right with that word <laughs> we will we will let you get off the phone and enjoy your new year's day and your rusev day and and start of the rusev year i told everybody in my club last night when we did the countdown the club was packed and i told everybody uh, and this is what we did when i said when i start the countdown when i get to the three two when i get to one i said i want everybody to raise your left leg in the air 
And then that way, when we get to zero, we're going to start the new year off on the right foot. So, <laughs> so that's what we did last night. So we started the new year off on the right foot, and we hope it stays that way. It, it, it will, because it's Rusev Day. It always stays on the right foot. Rusev, thank you so much, buddy, and I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you Monday. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Have a good day. You're listening to the Jerry Lawler Show. Thanks for joining us. Well, thanks to Rusev. That is definitely the talk of the wrestling world right now. What happened on Monday night, big numbers, uh, tons of fun. So thank you so much to him for joining us. King, what else do we have uh, coming up here? Oh, man, just all sorts of stuff kicking off the new year here. All of a sudden, I'm looking down and I'm looking at my book and I'm thinking, wait a minute, when did I do all these bookings? You know, I've said this before. I'm the world's worst. Somebody will call me and get me to agree to either make an appearance or wrestle somewhere. Burt Prentice is the worst. He can always con me into taking a date. And now I'm, I, I got a date in Centerville, Tennessee, which is, I think, probably tomorrow as we're recording this, you know, like the second, I think it's January the 2nd or 3rd, that he came over before Christmas and said, and we do exchange Christmas presents that we have for years and everything. And he's, he brought me this Christmas present. He said, I don't want anything from you except one thing. And I said, what's that, Bert? He said, just this one date. Will you please make Centerville, Tennessee for me? And uh, so anyway, that's how that came about. Now, and, and then I always am mad at myself when the day gets there. And I go, what? When did I agree to do this? But anyway, that's coming up. I'm going to be in Centerville, which is, I think, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night. And then uh, we have Jackson, Tennessee, for Bert, is coming up, I think, on January the 10th. I believe it's a Saturday the 10th, maybe. And, yeah, oh, it's the 10th or 11th. It must be the 11th because the next Saturday is January the 18th, and I'm going to be wrestling. I, I don't know if I told you about this match I've got in coming up in Little Rock, Arkansas for uh, CWA, which is Championship Wrestling of Arkansas. It's run by Matt Riviera, and I know we've, we've I've had Matt Riviera. We need to call him back and get him on the show next week if we can because I need to find out exactly how this match came about because I'm looking that I'm looking right now at this this graphic and this big poster for the match. It's called No Surrender. The main event is Matt Loverboy Riviera against the King Jerry Lawler. CWA heavyweight championship is on the line, which is of course Matt Riviera's the the uh, Arkansas State champion. And it says there's like a little blurb here that says title versus career. Now, apparently, he says that I agreed to this match, uh, and and I, I swear to you, I do not remember this, but all of a sudden, this is the this is the publicity that's out on this. If I don't win the title, I that's got to be my last match. I I like retire from wrestling. That's kind of a big deal you got into. <laughs> yeah, but I don't remember getting into it. <laughs> Don't remember. So let's let's try to get him on the show next week and explain uh, how this match came about. But it's yeah, title versus career. That's January the 18th, Little Rock, Arkansas. It's the Maui Mill Event Center in Little Rock. Uh, it's going to be. I mean, he's made this thing to a big night. Superstar Bill Dundee is going to be there. Dave Brown is coming all the way over from Memphis to uh, be a part of the show, and I think Jerry Calhoun oh. is going to be 
there. The Memphis legends are going to be there. And then uh, uh, he's got a big, this big card. It looks like uh, eight or nine big matches there. Isn't it amazing how the, the legacy of Memphis just persists? You know, I mean, there were so many territories and, and they don't do these shows like you guys do because there's still so much demand from the work that you did where we, we still want to see Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee and Dave Brown and Jerry Calhoun get back together. Well, I, I wonder if it's, if it's that, if it's that, or if it's just the nostalgia of saying, I want to see what these guys look like today. <laughs> you know, I remember when I was a little kid growing up, wonder what they still look like to, uh, in these days and times. But fortunately, uh, you know, I think most people are kind of uh, shocked or pleasantly surprised when they see me. And uh, Dave Brown looks great. Dave, I mean, I, I, you know, I've said this before. Dave and I have lunch almost every Thursday. And Dave looks just like he looked during the last time he was on Saturday morning wrestling here in Memphis. It's, it's awesome. But yeah. And then, of course, Bill Dundee's going to be there. And, and, you know, you talk about the, you talk about the influence that Memphis wrestling had. I don't know if they've mentioned it on their show yet or not, but apparently AEW is coming to quote unquote Memphis. They call it coming, that coming to Memphis, but it's not actually in Memphis. They're going to be at the Lander Center, which is in South Haven, Mississippi, which is, but it's, you know, it's just 10 miles over the state line here in Memphis and everything. They're going to be doing their next show as a, like a tribute to Memphis wrestling. And they've called up and they've got several of their, you know, Memphis wrestling legends, so to speak, that are going to be at their show and they're going to acknowledge them and, of course, I am I going to be there? I'm not going to be there, am I? I don't think you're allowed to be there, but no, yeah, I've, I've talked to some people, and uh, apparently Tony Khan is just like a, a huge Memphis fan and wants to pay tribute, and uh, very admirable. I love it. I don't have a problem with that either. Good old Jr. I know has talked about it. And, and speaking of Jr., we need uh, let, we ought to try to get, see if we can get Jr. on on here. And, and just, uh, you know, talk to him a little bit. We talked to, we had the show about him and we talked about getting him on. We need to, I need to really reach out there and just say, put the pressure on him. Say, come on, Jay. He's going to be in Memphis. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's right. And that's next Wednesday. Oh man. Maybe we could actually get, maybe I could get JR to come over and, and we could do the show together. And of course you'll be in Chicago, but we could do it from my house here in Memphis. All right, no promises, everybody, but we will try our best. That would be cool. What else is going on? We got, we talked a little bit about this no surrender, we, and we're going to try to get Matt Riviera on to find out what this evil brain of his is up to on this on this show. I, I don't know. When I saw it, I said, I guess he just doesn't want to be the Arkansas champion anymore. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Add another title to the collection. Well, who knows? So what else is going on? I don't, uh, we talked about the good ratings Monday night. I've really enjoyed, and I, I appreciate you, Sean, you, you texted me during the show. Well, well, right while the show was on the air and, uh, you commended Vic and I working together. And I understand that everybody, a lot of people, Paul Heyman and even Vince, I believe thought that, uh, that our, our performance this past week, you know, we, I mean, a lot of people don't take this into consideration, but, you know, Vic and I, we've only been working together for a few weeks and he is so, this, this guy is so cool. It's, it's almost identical to working with Michael Cole. And I, I just forget because Vic sounds so much like Michael Cole, doesn't he? Yeah. And I think you guys have, you're a great two man team. I don't know if it's going to stay you two, if there's going to be an addition, you did a fantastic job. I told you on the phone that like, I think, 
think you were brought back to Raw just specifically for that wedding because I don't know if anybody else could have handled that the way that you guys did. And I'm proud of you for not getting in trouble in any way during that segment as well. Yeah, right. But, you know, and, and Vince was great and, and, and Paul Heyman was great before the segment started uh, and it really took a lot of pressure because, you know, sometimes you don't know how to, you know, you don't know how people will want you to call a certain segment that is that is really that important. I mean, they've built this thing up for so long and, and did, done so much extra media coverage on it. But the simple words from Vince was, King, go out there and have fun with this. <laughs> so that was just like that was just like opening the door to the candy store for the king right there. So and, and that's you know, that's what I tried to do. And I tried to make the thing fun. And I know it was fun for me. So I, I, I hope that it was kind of fun for the people watching as well, you know. But yeah, Vic, working working with Vic is just a breeze. It's it's so much fun. And I thought the the whole show was really a lot of fun. I think you can kind of see the vision coming together with like Alistair Black versus Buddy Murphy was great. Oh Rick my Shane gosh, what a, those, what a match those guys had! And I, I'll be honest with you, I I love it when I don't have a clue what's going to happen on the show, uh, and because I I feel like a fan watching it, and that's the way I want my reactions to be, like a fan watching the show. I mean, at the very first part of the show, uh, when Samoa Joe showed up and we had the you know had the confrontation between the AOP and Seth Rollins and Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens and everything, and when everybody was asked to asked to leave uh, the show, I'm sitting there thinking. You know these guys are going to be back somewhere in the show. They're going to, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. But they were really gone, and that, and that, then I thought that was cool. You know, I think this, this is the first time in wrestling history security actually did its job completely. <laughs> they threw all these guys out. Well, some of them left. I guess Seth and them left uh, on their own accord. Everybody, everybody left. But it was. Um, I, I'm honestly thinking, oh, this is leading up to something, man. These guys are all going to all come back. But I guess we'll find out. They're going to definitely all be back this coming Monday night, and we'll we'll find out where where that goes. But man, the match with Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy. Ooh, what a match, huh? Oh, that was fantastic. I loved your call of that, talking about how they were mirror images of each other. Uh, Ricochet and Andrade, and congratulations to Andrade and Charlotte. We have a new couple in real life in WWE. Got engaged last yeah, night. That, that, they got engaged last night to start off Rusev year, and uh, and they may we may wind up seeing them down the road. Can you imagine the marriage of Charlotte and Andrade, <laughs> Charlotte Flair? I mean, with her dad Rick Flair walking her down the aisle. That could be that could be another wedding of the century that we may be looking forward to. I love the thing with congratulations uh, to those guys. I love the thing with Randy Orton and AJ. Yep, it was all good. Well, it was it great. Was and then uh, Ricochet and Andrade, Street Profits and OC. So a lot of good things coming up. We got the Rumble coming up. We got Daniel Bryan, you know, newly shaven, looking like himself from 10 years ago, taking on The Fiend. <laughs> Lots of fun things coming up in pro wrestling like you've been mentioning here. You can't say that. Can't say pro wrestling. I apologize. The sports entertainment <laughs> genre. There you go. <laughs> well, you can't say it because you just did. But, I mean, it's these days it's sort of frowned upon. It's supposed to be sports entertainment, but anyway, it's been it's it's been a fun uh, couple months and I, 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 the fun end of the year. And I'm looking forward to next year. We're going to see. We got to start off on the right foot. We're going to see what happens. All right. But uh, one thing that would not be on the right foot is if I lose that match coming up over in Little Rock, and and that's the end of my wrestling career. I would really not like to see that be how you retire. No. No, to Matt Riviera, no, that would not be a good thing. Not at all. Well, right. anyway, we'll, uh, we'll come back next week and we'll talk a little bit more about that. And maybe we'll get good old JR on here, too. 
Yeah, we could do some uh, some uh, kind of go home promos like the old Memphis days. And you know what? I, here's one thing I missed. This was happening a lot before when I was on the air a lot with uh, when I was on every week. I'm and and it hasn't happened. I guess it's because a lot of people. I, I I run into people every week that still don't realize I'm back on the show. We've had a lot of people kind of drop off and not watching the wrestling, not watching Raw or SmackDown as often as they used to. I'm used to, you know, when I was on there every week, it was felt like I would just run into people that never missed. I mean, they, it was just a weekly thing that they had to do. But now it seems like when I talk to people. I said, oh, yeah, I hadn't watched it in a while. And, and I know because I, I'll be talking to people and they'll say, oh, you're back on the show? I have to explain to them, yeah. But anyway, you mentioned before my Twitter handle is at Jerry Lawler, simple as that. And I love it when people tweet me during the show. <laughs> Every commercial break, I check my Twitter account. So anyway, send me tweets during the show every week and let me know how what you're thinking of it and how it's going. And uh, I, may even, I may even start mentioning people during the show on Monday Night Raw, which would be kind of cool, wouldn't it? I love it. It's a social media era. Yes, it is. I'll let you go. Thank you so much. <laughs> Happy Rusev year. And All right. uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you, Sean. Bye, everybody. Ready to do this stuff? I'm ready to rock, man. You ready to rock, camera hey, guys? Ready to roll. Mike, you ready? Ready. Ready. Listen free to Hot Boxing, exclusively available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One.